Hey there, you're listening to the Katie Lance podcast. And you guys, I am so excited for you to listen to this interview. I had such a great conversation with Sabrina Brown, and I don't want to spoil her intro because holy cow, you got to hear her intro. She is amazing. She's a broker. She is super involved in real estate leadership. And we had such a wonderful conversation about real estate, about opening her own brokerage, um, about just her team and culture and marketing. And we had some really lovely conversations around diversity and inclusion. And I am just so thrilled with this conversation. So I can't wait for you guys to take a listen. Um, Grab your favorite beverage, wherever you're at, um, cup of coffee, cup of tea, glass of wine, wherever it may be. Um, Buckle up. This is a really great conversation. And big shout out to Sabrina for being on our podcast. It was so much fun getting to know her and having this conversation. So on with the show. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Katie Lance podcast. I am so excited for our conversation here today. I'm so thrilled to be interviewing Sabrina Brown. And for those of you who don't know Sabrina, Sabrina has been a realtor for over 14 years. And early in her career, Sabrina has served as a mentor for new agents at one of the larger brokerages in Fresno before opening Brown and Brown Real Estate, a brokerage that focuses on culture of training, servant leadership, collaboration, and teamwork. And her passion for the real estate industry shows throughout her service and advocacy. Sabrina serves as the 2021 first vice president of the Women's Council of Realtors California, member of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force for the National Women's Council, member of the Finance and Budget Committee for National Women's Council, director at Madera Association of Realtors, advisor for the Asian American Real Estate Association Central Valley, and founding member of the Realtist of of Fresno County. Uh, Sabrina's 2021 appointments include strategic planning and finance of the California Association of Realtors and the Diversity Committee at the National Association of Realtors. So we are so thrilled to have you here today. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're excited to be here too. And as you know, as I shared right before we went on the air, um, one of the beautiful things about having a podcast is, uh, you know, if there's someone that you want to chat with and you want to get to know better, it's such a great opportunity uh, to reach out and do that. And you've been on my radar. I think I first met you at, at the Woman Up event probably a year or two ago. And I saw you on stage. and I was like, I need to know her. <laughs> She's like a woman I need to know. So I'm so thrilled to have you here. <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm excited to be here. I've been stalking you ever since. So <laughs> <laughs> You well, that's good. <laughs> and, you know, I attend your classes. So yeah, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Oh, awesome. Well, and one thing you don't know about me is I, um, I actually know Fresno fairly well. I live up in the San Francisco Bay area, but 
my extended family lives in Fresno and my grandparents, um, when they were alive, they had a farm in Fresno. And so I spent a lot of time in Fresno. And so when I saw that you're in Fresno, I'm like, oh, Fresno is like near and dear to my heart. So it's, we're like kindred spirits already. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've been here my whole life, so I don't know anything else. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that's probably a good segue to start. So for people who don't know you, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about your background and, uh, how you got into real estate, how you got to where you are today? Oh gosh, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit about me. Um, Originally I worked for uh, Kaiser Hospital. And so I was doing that and I was working long hours and um, lots of days and my father got sick. And so um, my husband said, you know, why don't you go ahead and just get your real estate license? It's something you always wanted to do. Um, because I wanted to help my mom with my dad. And so that that's kind of how it all started. I just wasn't ready to take on that, um, you know, that commission only um, job. I just, you know, I was afraid. And just the thought of being able to help my, my, my parents got me over that fear. So I took, I took my test and I actually never looked back. So I, wow. I should have done it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I, and you started your own brokerage. So tell me that story. How did, how did that come about? Is that something you always wanted to do or were you just inspired and said, I'm going to do this? <laughs> well, okay. So this is like the craziest story. And I'm going to tell people now, don't do this. This is, <laughs> I'm going to start with that. Don't do what I did. Um, basically, um, well, I was working at one of the larger brokerages in Fresno and I was doing their, their training for the agents and, um, you know, and it was taking up a, a, a lot of my time, but I found that I truly loved doing that. Um, and what happened then was always my parents. I think my parents just kind of pushed me to do different things. My, my mom ended up having a a stroke and so she needed full-time care. And I thought I'm not going to be able to, you know, take care of the agents the way they deserve to be taken care of and take care of my mom the way she deserves to be taken care of. And so I said, I'm going to leave this brokerage. And, um, my husband said, well, why don't you just open your own? Why don't you, and I'm like, cause I have my broker's license. And I said, oh yeah, I could do that. I didn't, it hadn't been on my radar. And I just went and signed a lease to a building because I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to work from home. I could sign a lease. It would just be me. And I'm going to start this brokerage. And that's how it all kind of started. And then um, one of the agents that I was mentoring, she called me, she said, Sabrina, you left me. And I was like, uh, no, I didn't leave you. Um, so, and, I, and I said, you know, I just, you know, I have some, you know, personal things I wanted to take care of. And I just felt it would be better. Um, I could better serve, you know, everyone if I really took a step back. You know, I don't want it to not be able to, I, I don't, I don't want to underserve anyone. And, um, And she says, well, I'm going to come with you. And I said, well, I'm not ready. And she goes, you better get ready because I'm coming. (laughs) And that's how I kind of started. And, you know, and, and so, um, I, I know it wasn't probably the ideal way to start a brokerage, 
Um, but it has worked and we really have a culture of collaboration and teamwork and everybody looking out for each other. And I think this business is really hard. And I know when people come to Brown and Brown Real Estate, they know that they have the support they need to not only succeed in their business, but to actually take care of their families. So that's really important to me. I love that because I mean, business is so much more than, I mean, obviously we're all in business, we know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in real estate or whatever your, whatever your profession is, we're, you know, we're all here to make money. Obviously it's not a, not a volunteer organization, but at the same time, you know, one of the reasons why we all work hard, I would think is just, you know, for, for family and, and quality of life. And so I love that that's, you know, one of your core values. I think that's, that's so important. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we have agents and it's really, we, there's mostly women. We do have men. People are, are <laughs> always think that we're women only, but we do have men there. Um, but a lot of women, I think, come there because they know that it's a safe place for them. You know, they're, you know, they're able to take care of their families. They know they have support um, there when they need it. We all have doctor's appointments. We have things that pop up. We have people that were pregnant that, you know, they're selling real estate and they're pregnant. Well, guess what? Sometimes they need a little extra help. So everybody rallies around each other to help take care of those, you know, take care of those things when they happen. Um, we want to go on vacation. We cover for each other. So it really is a, a, a great collaboration. It's, it's almost like a mini family within the brokerage. That's great. So it started out with you and then your friend uh, who said, I'm coming on board, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> and so you now, wh wh where are you at right now in terms of number of agents and, and, and where, where's your business now? So there's 12 of us there and they've all come organically. And that's really how I want it. Um, you awesome. know, every brokerage model is different. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say that maybe our brokerage model is not for everybody. And so the people that are there are, like I said, they're, they're really um, vested in the success of each other as well as themselves. And so, and that's who I want there. I, I want those people that, you know, they want to succeed and they understand that when they succeed, everybody around them succeeds. And when they help others succeed, that just propels them that, that much higher. And, you know, all of the agents in the office are all involved in some type of real estate leadership. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to give back to the industry as well. So that's one of our, you know, that that's some of our core values is family, giving back to the industry and taking care of each other. Well, that's a, that's a great segue because I was going to ask you about leadership. I mean, reading over your bio, I just, I was just blown away by how, how involved you are in leadership. And it's, it's really admirable because I just know from working with so many agents and brokers over the years, how much work it is to just, just quote unquote, just be an agent or broker, let alone, you know, family responsibilities and then adding in leadership. And so I would love for you to just kind of talk a little bit about that. You know, was there something that inspired you to kind of step into more of a leadership role? Um, just, you know, anything you'd love to share about that? I, I, I'm just naturally curious because I, I was really impressed just read, like I said, reading through your bio going, holy cow, this lady's busy. <laughs> I am busy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, I think what it started was women's council. So not, I think, I know that's where it started. 
um, there was a women's council came to Fresno. There wasn't one in, in the area and they were putting out uh, flyers. Hey, do you want to join this organization? Well, I had never heard of women's council and I thought, oh, women supporting women, that is for me. So I signed up and probably the first year or so I didn't really um, participate per se, I would go, I went to a couple of, of local events and, and that was about it. And, um, and at the time, the president um, of the organization for the, our local organization asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, well, I think I want to get more involved. And, you know, a couple of weeks later um, at the board meeting, I was nominated to become president elect. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I really didn't even know what that entailed. But my thing is, you know, you jump in and you figure it out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's not the best way for everybody. But for me, I'm like, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, you jump in and and then you figure it out and you do the best that you can. Um, Otherwise, you'll never learn, you'll never grow. And so I took on that role as uh, president elect. And then I went to a national women's council event. And I can say that that's where I got kind of bit by that leadership bug. Because when I went there, I didn't know anyone, not one person. And these women at this event took me under their wings. I never ate alone. And I never sat alone. And they just kind of wrapped their arms around me and made me feel welcome. And I thought, this is where I want to be. This is, I'm like, I could see myself here. I, I, I've never been anywhere where I felt that welcome. Wow. Yeah. That's really awesome to hear because I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this as a, as a female in business. I mean, there are definitely places where we don't always feel as welcome, right. Or we don't always feel like it's, you know, we are as embraced, um, you know, for, for whatever reason. And so that's, that's so awesome that you, that that was your experience. I mean, I, I always had that experience with women's council as well. I've, I've spoken at a number of women's council events over the years, and there's just, just something special, you know, it's just a very unique and like, there's also men who are are there as well. So not not just women. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But everybody's (laughs) there for the same reason. They're there to network and collaborate with each other. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a very, it's a special place. It's a special organization. So I, I feel like the, one of the reasons why people don't volunteer more, whether it's in business or real estate, or even personally is it's like that time issue. People feel like they don't want to bite off more than they can chew. They don't have time. You know, I'm just curious, how, how do you manage your time? Or do you have some tips around, uh, you know, doing that effectively so you don't burn out, so you don't lose sight of what's most important to you? It's, you know, it's actually part of my business plan, being in leadership and, and participating and giving back, because, you know, when you give back, you receive. And so, for me, being in leadership is an educational piece I, and it's a connection piece. So one, I educate myself so I can better serve my clients. And two, I network with agents from all over the nation 
And those agents, you know, they give me their knowledge so I can better serve my clients. And not only that, they give me referrals and I'm able to refer out to them. So it increases my bottom line. So leadership is really, truly part of my business plan and, and, and part of my personal growth. That's a great way to look at it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. More and more people I talk to, uh, you know, by being in different leadership roles as you are, like you said, you're networking and that is a, that could be a big, that's a big revenue source. I mean, just referral business and, and the networking that happens and just baking it into, to what you're doing. I love that. That's great. So I would also love to talk to you. I know that, you know, there's been so many hot topics this year in real estate, you know, just with everything that's happened over the last like year and a half. And there's lots of conversations around, you know, diversity and inclusion. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like we take like two steps forward and one step back. And I know for myself, I've been trying to just educate myself better as a, as a white woman in this space, you know, about, about all of this. And I know you're very involved in, in a number of committees. So I, I would just love your, you know, your, your take on this. Do you feel like, do you feel like as an industry, we're getting better when it comes to these tough subjects? Um, you know, anything you'd love to share? I would, I would just kind of love to, to pick your brain about that. You know, I don't, I, I don't know if we're getting better, but I think we're, we're becoming more aware. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and with that awareness become, we get the opportunity to make it better. And so I think that there's a lot of people in the industry right now that are having their eyes open to some of the disparities, not only in in black home ownership, but also in the disparities of leadership among African-Americans in the industry. And And I say that because now what we're finding, if you look at the local associations, you're finding a lot of them are saying, oh, we've had our first um, black president and, you know, we've been in business over a hundred years. Hmm. And so, you know, that really makes you think, so what was going on? Because there, there are quite a few black people in real estate. So why weren't they, you know, why weren't they included in leadership? Why aren't they part of the uh, leadership of the local associations? Um, what we're finding now, too, is that because there is an awareness that, you know, people are stepping up and yeah. and and wanting to to get involved and have conversations and make changes and, and make a difference to to really bring it to the forefront and get us on that equal on equal ground, because in, in all honesty and real estate you know, being a minority in real estate, we are not on equal grounds. I don't care what anybody says. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, it's personal. And I could say personally for me, knowing that I'm in Fresno, knowing that, um, you know, looking at when I stepped out and um, opened my brokerage, you know, people said, oh, well, I wouldn't go over there because she's only going to be in business. I give her six months. And, wow. and so I thought, but I never thought, because of my race. Mm-hmm. I never thought that. I just thought, oh, because I'm not a big brokerage and, you know, we're going to be a boutique broke. But then, you know, I, after I started looking around and becoming more aware myself, I realized, oh, wow, I pretty much am the only black woman brokerage in the Central Valley that has other agents. 
Wow. And so I was wondering why, oh, I know who you are. I know who you are. Well, it's easy to know who I am when I'm the only one. Right. And so, and, and, and I'm, a lot of times I'm used to being the only one in the room. I'm just used to it. And so, you know, sometimes when you get used to it, it doesn't phase you or you don't think about it. Um, but now there's just this awareness and I don't want to be the only one in the room. I want others that look like me to be in the room too. Well, I think it's even even more of a, of a beautiful thing that you are in leadership. You know, I do think, and I, I don't think I ever really realized until I did a lot of self-reflection over this past year of how valuable it is to have people. And it sounds crazy to, to admit, but you know, when you, when you don't experience it yourself, you don't realize oh gosh, it really does make a difference to have people of different races and backgrounds and different um, you know, people of color and just a, a variety of people in leadership, you know, it's like that, just being able to, to see it. And, and so I would imagine you're inspiring a lot of people who maybe never, I don't know, maybe never thought that they could be in that type of leadership role, you know? Um, and so I just, I just think it's awesome that you, that you've baked, you know, it's not just like this thing you've added on to your business. You really baked it into your culture and your brokerage and, and who you are. I, I just think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that the only way that we can really truly make a change is if we have a seat at the table. Yeah. And the only way we're going to have the seat at the table is if we put ourselves out there and, you know, not all tables are welcoming. And sometimes we have to make our own tables and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay too. But, you know, just knowing that, like I said, now that there's so much more awareness and so many more people willing to step out and speak up um, is, is really for me, um, it, it's, I, I, what's the word I want to use? It, it makes, it, it's a, it's a feel good. It feels good, yeah. you know, to feel like you're not on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to feel that way. No, you know? no, no, I, I think that's great. Do you, do you, now you told me before we started this, you said, ask, ask me anything. Yes, <laughs> said, I'm an open book. <laughs> so I'm just curious, do you find that because, I mean, you, you said a minute ago that sometimes you feel like you're the only, you know, person of color in a room. Do you, do you feel like you're always the one that gets asked to like be on that diversity committee committee or <laughs> you're like the only, always the one that gets asked to participate in that? I, I just would imagine that I mean, I'm sure it's flattering, but it might also be kind of exhausting if you're always asked that. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily, and actually not necessarily, but sometimes, you know, if there's some diversity committees that have no diversity on them. And so why didn't I get asked or somebody of color get asked to be on that diversity committee? How can you have a diversity committee if there's no one of um, any uh, other ethnicity on it. So, um, no, I don't get tired of being asked, but I do question when I don't get, get asked if there's nobody else of color on that diversity committee. Hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And so, and, and my thing is, is that people can only, if I'll, I'll just be very blunt about it. If you're not black, you can only imagine you don't have the experience of what that feels like. 
Right. And so how are you running that diversity committee on imagination and not experience? <laughs> right. So. Right. Exactly. There's only so much, you know, for myself, I could imagine because I'm a, I'm a woman, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not black. I'm not a person, you know, I, I, I'm a white woman. So I, I may have sort of my own, I don't know, feelings about things about women in leadership and things like that, but it's not the same as, as you might have, or any, you know, person of color or, you know, any other, you know, ethnicity. So I, I, I love that. I think that's a really good reminder for anyone listening. Tough. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough conversation, but I, what I love about this is that I feel like we're finally at the place where we can like talk about it freely, you know, and have these conversations. And it's, I, I do hope that more and more people who are listening, who might've been, you know, nervous to, I don't know, be more public and, and to, and to, you know, open their, open their eyes and their minds to, to these issues. I hope that the needle is moving. It, it seems like it, but then that's just from where I'm sitting, you know, it's, it's hard to say if it really is. Yeah. I think it's moving. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's moving because people are now aware. Like I said, I, I yeah. think it's just yeah. the, the awareness and, you know, and then there's some people out there that think it doesn't exist and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see color or it's not that way. Um, okay. But I, you know, I, you, you, you can say that when you have never had to walk in that, uh, that other person's shoes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a, it's an important, important reminder, you know, that's, that's huge. I, I love that. So I, I also had on my list, I have a little list of things I wanted to ask you, Sabrina. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we've talked about your story. We talked about leadership. Um, you know, a, a lot of people also tune in to talk about, um, to hear what people have to say about marketing. And I just am curious, you know, you, you know, you're running your brokerage, you are involved in all these great things with leadership. Is there something that you're doing right now with your marketing that that's working right now or not working? I just always love to ask our guests, like, and it doesn't have to be social media. I know that that's kind of what I'm known for is social media, but I'm just curious if there's anything that kind of stands out that's kind of working right now for you in 2021 with your marketing. You know, I, I would say social media because everybody's on social media, but it's really not about who you are. It's about what you're doing for others. And I think that's really important. And I think when you go on social media, a lot of times you see others saying, you know, um, things that, you know, like I made this much money or this house was (laughs) this much money or, you know, those types of things. But that's not the real message. The real message is someone just got into a home. Mm -hmm. And I think that that needs to be the message. I think people want to hear that, especially people that thought that they would never be able to, to get into a home. And so our office has always been about first time home buyers. And that is a segment of buyers that most agents don't want to deal with because they require a little more work. It takes them a little bit longer to get into a home sometimes because they have things that they need to work on or work towards, or they may need down payment assistance. But at the end of the day, that's truly why I got into this business was to make sure that people that thought they could not own a home would would be able to buy a home. Um, I didn't buy my home until I was late in my 30s, not because I couldn't, 
but because I didn't know that I could. And there's a difference with that. Um, you know, no one ever really talked about, you know, purchasing a home, the, the difference that that makes when you own a home financially for you, what that looks like owning a piece of property. And so I would never, ever want anybody to go through life thinking that they couldn't buy a home. So if they are willing to do the work, I'm willing to be here for as long as it takes to get them into a home. I, that, that's, what's been working, you know, that's, what's been working is, is reaching out to people that think that they can't, um, not, not, not saying what we've, what we've done, um, financially for ourselves, but what we've done for others to create that financial independence for them. Well, and what you're talking about too, is really coming from a place of, of service, you know, and and guiding people. And, and there's a lot of nervousness in general, I think about buying or selling, especially if you're a first time home buyer. And if you've never, like you said, if you've never even thought that that was a possibility or how to, how to go about that, you know, I, I think that, uh, I just think that's a beautiful thing. Just trying to be just, just kind of almost, you know, take people, taking people by the hand and saying, you can do this, you know, let me help you. This is, this is how, this is how it can go. This is, these are the first steps. Um, and I would, I guess I just would love, are you doing, you know, with that kind of outreach, are you reaching out to people like, I guess, one-to-one with that message, or is that more kind of baked into your marketing that you're doing on social media or content you're putting out there? Um, I'm curious we can, how that is getting out there. <laughs> uh, social media, one-on-one conversations, um, homebuyer um, seminars. We do a lot of first-time homebuyer seminars. Um, I'm glad that we're going back to where we can be in person again. Because that was our, that was our thing. We put on a lot of seminars um, for the community and we have people come in that would think that, oh, well, um, you know, I'm two years out and they were actually two months out to purchasing their first home. And so I think it's really important just to have that somewhere where people can go and get the information and what they do with it is, is up to them, but at least they have a place to get the information at least they'll be able to put a plan together. If they want to own a home, they can definitely do it. Let's just put the steps together. And just to me, I think that's really important. I have um, six kids and three of them have homes already. And one of them is on his third home. And we have one that just moved back home so he can save up to buy a home. And they've all bought in under 30. Wow. And it's it's, awesome. It's important. And it's building their financial, their, their, it's, it's financially healthy. It's building their financial, um, legacy. If you want to say that, Mm -hmm. um, because think about it, if you had, you know, who can save up $40,000 in two years, if they're renting somewhere, you really can't. But if you think if you purchased a home, now you've built up equity. How much equity would you have built up within those two years? And so that's the financial piece that I don't think people understand. And so just letting them know that. Um, and I, I use that number because we had a couple that came to one of our seminars. They bought a house. They stayed in it for two years. They sold it. They made a $40,000 profit and they put that into the house that they, that, that is their dream house. 
So they had to start somewhere. And guess what? They would have never saved up $40,000 renting a property. Well, you make a really good point. And I, I just think a lot of, a lot of people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, and kudos to your kids. You must be, I'm, I'm, I would imagine you're a very proud mom for, for many reasons, but especially for real estate. I love that. That's a, that's so awesome. They're building that they're building that generational wealth and that, that, that their own financial stability. You know, that's, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. I, when my boys get older, that's my, my dream for them. <laughs> They've got a ways to go, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's never too early to talk about that. I wish someone had talked about, I wasted so much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasted a lot of money. I probably could have had tons of properties by now, but <laughs> you know, I just really didn't understand it until, um, until I bought my first home and then it just really clicked for me. Yeah. That's such a great reminder. I know we have a lot of people who listen, who, who are parents, um, or guardians or grandparents. And it's just, you know, like you said, you're never, your kids are never too young to start talking about what that means and what home means and home ownership and just kind of planting those seeds and teaching your kids about, you know, finances and choices with their money and, and all, all of those things. It's just, uh, it's a great reminder. As you're saying all this, I'm like, Ooh, this will, this will be a good summer, summer conversation to have with my two kids. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, and the talk around credit too, because yes. you know, a lot of kids, they don't realize, you know, what that credit means to them. And, you know, they start going to college and they start getting these credit cards and <laughs> student loans. And yeah, you know, I was guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't realize the ramifications behind yeah. that. And so having those conversations, I know our, our, our talk with our kids is basically when they want to go buy a car. So do you want to buy a car and have an interest rate of, you know, point, you know, 0% or 1%, or do you want to go buy that same car and have an interest rate of 10 or 20%? Mm. And what does that payment look like for you when there's that big gap in this interest rate? And it's all because of your credit. And so bad credit costs you money. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the way you just have to look at it. You know, you, you have to, you have to have good credit and that's a reason behind it. And so just having those conversations with our, our, our kids is really important um, yeah, and to get them, get them on the right track. I'm, I'm smiling as you said this, because I distinctly remi- remember my parents who I know listen to my podcast <laughs> and they had they tried to have these conversations with me. And I was like the stubborn 18 year old that was like, Oh, I got it. I got it. And, you know, it was like, Oh, I, but I get a free t-shirt when I sign up for this credit card. And, uh, <laughs> kind of, I, I was one of those kids who kind of had to learn the hard way about, uh, about credit, but gosh, it is such an important conversation. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like it. I get it. I love what I do. I love <laughs> the fact that I get to meet so many people and, for me, I think it's selfish because it makes me feel good to know that I help somebody, yeah. you know, that's my feel good. I'm like, when I see when someone gets their keys um, or if it's a new agent coming in and they are, you know, they start working their business and, you know, they become successful that, you know, that just, that makes me feel good. That's my feel good. And so it's all selfish, I guess. I'm just going to say that I'm <laughs> selfish in that sense. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. I, I, I think that's awesome. I just, I absolutely love that. Well, that's, that's probably a good place as we get towards the end here today to, uh, to kind of wrap it up, but I would just love to see, you know, is there anything else that you'd like to add anything I didn't ask you or anything you want to, you want to add into our conversation today? You know, I think I just, I will say one thing and that is whatever your, I don't want to say passion, but whatever your purpose is, follow that, follow your purpose, whatever brings you joy, follow that you'll be more, um, you'll be passionate about it. So it's not necessarily your passion because we have many passions, but follow your, your purpose and, and. And don't let anyone distract you from that. If I had, if I had followed my my purpose, which was I I thought selling homes and you know looking at homes, that's where it all started. If I would have started sooner, I would have been much further ahead. So find your purpose and follow it with passion. That is it. That's a a, a beautiful reminder. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for being on with us today. I just I absolutely loved our conversation. Now, thank you so much for having me. I, I really, truly appreciate it. I like talking. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the right place. I love that. And, and by the way, for all of our listeners, we are going to put uh, Sabrina's contact information below. Um, Sabrina, I've got your website and your email and your Instagram. Um, is there anywhere those specific you'd like to drive people or, or, or if people want to get in touch with you or if they have some referrals, uh, they, you know, they want to send you uh, out in Fresno what would be the best way for people to get in contact with you? I love phone calls. Just call <laughs> me. And, and if, if you don't want to call me, then I'm, I am a Facebook, I don't know, junkie. And maybe I'm just a Facebook junkie. I love Facebook. Um, so you can message me on Facebook, but you know, feel free to reach out and call me or text me. Um, I like that. Um, I like having those one-on-one conversations. I love that. Well, I will, I will get, uh, I will get your digits and we'll put them in the show notes. And that way people can text and call and, and reach out. I always, I always laugh, you know, it's like the phone, the phone is actually a phone. You can use it to make phone calls. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, for all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love if you would share it out, you know, take a selfie as you're listening to it or, or do a screenshot of, of your phone as you're listening to it, as you're out about, uh, post it on social media. Feel free to tag myself, tag Sabrina. Uh, and if you're listening on Apple, the best thing you can do is leave us a review. We always appreciate that so much. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in and Sabrina, just one last time. Thank you so much for sharing. I absolutely loved our conversation here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, friends until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.